is another edition of the Three Point Play podcast. Boys, we finally made it. It's the Super Bowl. I know we're going to talk Super Bowl, but before we get there, Scotty, I know we need to give you your, uh, your five good minutes of uh, some NBA talk. The uh, Clippers-Nets game was one for the, uh, one for the season uh, last night. Talk about what you thought of, uh, of that game real quick before we dive into all things Super Bowl. Yeah, just a um, quick um, NBA recap, and I thought this game, um, it was nice because everyone actually played. There wasn't anyone sitting out on either side. Kawhi played. Um, Beverly was missing from the clips, um, which, which made some of their lineups really, really weird in the fourth quarter. They're playing Reggie Jackson in the last seven minutes of the fourth quarter, which I sure as hell hope they're not doing in the playoffs because that did not go well. Um, but more, this is more of, uh, man, the Nets are really, really good. Oh, my. Kyrie was awesome. He had 39 last night, and he was awesome. He was hitting. You know, you know Kyrie, like, he can get it rolling for three to four-minute stretches, and he did it four or five times last night just in the second half where, like, he goes off for two minutes and scores seven points. I mean, he was nuts. Do you feel uh, like you've uh, um, the cohesion amongst him and Durant and Harden? I, I guess I haven't even really watched one, play, one game of them yet. Has it been uh... – as advertisers have been kind of a tumultuous. I, I think I've watched him play two or three times now, but every time I've watched one of the three of them has been out. So this is the first time all three of them were together for me. Yeah. But they, they, they do it, man. Like you think it would be weird because they do kind of all need the ball, but they do a good job kind of taking turns. I mean, there were times in the fourth quarter where it was like, Kyrie transition three, Kyrie transition layup. And then they come down and they'll run like the pin down, like the patented Kevin Durant pin down. He'll catch that with the elbow. No one can guard him. He shoots it over him. It's a swish, right? And then the next play, it's like Harden. It's like, it looked like Houston. It was like everyone's standing around watch Harden drill when he makes a step back three. Like it was unreal. Like they scored 21 points in like a three and a half minute stretch at one point in the fourth quarter. It was unreal. They were down. They were down 102-98, and all of a sudden they're up 118-108. to 108. It was unbelievable. And it wasn't like – like the Clippers are decent defensively, um, but like Kawhi is guarding KD, and it just does not matter. No, it, it doesn't matter. He can score anytime he wants. And Harden's about the same way. He can score anytime he wants. And then Kyrie's kind of like your third dude. And last night he happened to, to get a little more because you have Paul George on Harden, and you have – Kawhi on KD and it leaves the other guy on Kyrie and he just can go off um, and then all the I thought the last thing that really stood out to me was all the complaining that we've heard for the last oh probably three weeks about the Nets defense being bad it's not great they're never going to be like awesome but they were trying hard last night to their credit um, even Harden Harden had a couple plays in the fourth quarter he had a really bad one where he just turned his head completely, Paul George back cut, layup dunk. Like, it wasn't close. But other than that, they were competing pretty hard. Um, and as far as the Clippers, they're really good. I, I still think they should make a trade. They got some weird shit going on with their lineups. Reggie Jackson being in there is weird. Luke Kennard played seven minutes, and they're paying him $64 million, which I think is weird. Um, so if he's not the answer, uh, you probably need to make a trade. And I'm not sure Pat Beverly's the answer either. Um, Paul George was awesome. Kawhi was awesome. Uh, Luke, I know how you feel about Paul George. I'll still wait to see it in uh, May because he's always awesome at this time of the year. Which I think, not to interject here, Scotty, but, you know, for as, as uh, 
you know, as great as the Nets may have looked last night, I'm kind of in that same boat as, like, I'd like to see it in May. You know, like, yep. it, things can be happy-dory, you know, and uh, everyone get, gets their own in January, February. But when the fucking uh, lights are on and the rubber hits the road, I feel like that they're just made to implode and someone's not going to be happy that they didn't get the last shot or the something like that. But, I mean, I'm sure everything's good now. I mean, the Nets can be good. They can lock up the – they could lock up the one seed or two or three and very well skate their way through the East. But uh, um, I think it'll be, it remains to be seen whether or not they can play together when it matters, you know? For sure. I think, I think I should, like I was impressed last night. I still think they're probably the three or four seed at best in the East. I think I'm leaning towards four. I think, Philly and, and Milwaukee are going to battle for one, too. Boston, man, just can't catch a break with the injuries and stuff. So I, I, I still think they're going to hang around three, though. And I, the Nets are going to continue to rest, dudes. Like, this is going to be one of the rare times when all three of them play together, I bet, in the regular season. Um, but it, in the playoffs, man, like, when they all three play together, like, last night was the Kyrie game. He has 39, right? But, man, you get in a four-game series and Kyrie has 39 one game and KD goes off for 48 in a game and then Harden goes for 37, 10, and 10 in another. Like, man, that's just hard to beat. It'll be interesting in the playoffs for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely be hard to uh, to knock them out with each guy being able capable of, uh, you know, going off any given game. So just whether or not they can be cohesive enough and be able to understand that and play within themselves in their roles right. for each game. So. Yep. And, they're, and uh, all, they're all kind of prima donna divas uh, douchebags. So, I mean, that's kind of remains to be seen. So, For sure. And the, the Clippers didn't have the one thing that, that the Nets can't guard. Like, Philly has Embiid. No one on the Nets can guard Embiid. He will average 35 to 40 points in that series all day. And then if they go ahead and play the Lakers in the finals, they have no one who can guard AD. No one. Yeah. So they're, they're in trouble there. They're going to need a buyout guy or something because DeAndre Jordan's not getting it done. You can't, have played, you can't have KD play the five the entire game. Got it. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it, man. That was good shit. Uh, like I said, we got a good five good minutes there on the quick NBA talk. Like we said, we'll obviously dive more into it as the season NFL season comes to a close here uh, this upcoming weekend, which segues me to obviously the big – discussion point for the episode with Super Bowl 55 Chiefs Patriots goat versus fucking baby goat or whatever the fuck the uh, us journalists are talking about it now um, I think it, you couldn't really ask for a better better matchup I guess in terms of the way the season played out obviously the Packers had a had a magical run but the Bucks just went in there and, and played their game as we talked about on last week's app but uh I don't know, boys. I, I'm, I'm, I'm flirting with the idea, and you can talk me off the ledge. I know we have our postulate of never betting against the Chiefs when they're under 10 points, but do we have a postulate for betting against the GOAT and the guy who's been in the Super Bowl 10 times who's getting points in this game? Scotty – or Luke, Scott, you talked enough for a little while. Luke, you haven't talked yet. Luke, you haven't talked yet. Talk me through – I don't know even know who you are choosing here. Is there a part of you that thinks – Tom Brady and the GOAT, I know you hate him, slash might love him, has a chance to keep it close or at least within three points to cover uh, to cover that spread. Hold on. I got a dollar that says Luke's oh. taking the Bucks. I bet Luke's taking the Bucks. 
He's been riding them. Luke? Well, you can't even, you can't even <laughs> let the guy fucking speak. You got to interject and get your last two cents in before the guy even says a word. Go ahead, Luke. I, I could definitely get on board with that theory, Matt. Uh, Tampa Bay is just so friggin' inconsistent that we've been talking about all year. Uh, I mean, if the spread were any larger, I'd be all over it. I just, I trust the Chiefs a little bit too much. You know, they took their foot off the gas at the end of the season. But they've showed in the playoffs so far that, uh, you know, when they do turn it on and when they're motivated, I don't think any team can touch them. But, uh, you know, Tampa has a defense, the front four to put the pressure on Mahomes. I think a big factor is whether Mahomes is actually healthy. Uh, he, he looked fine last – or in the conference championship game. But, uh, I mean, Tampa Bay has the talent to, to be on par with the Chiefs. It's just a matter of, you know, are they going to be Jackal or Hyde come game time? And, and the other big factor is whether all these Chiefs are going to – or who's going to test positive for COVID here in the next couple of days or have a well, close contact. Fuck? I mean, the news just came out this afternoon that apparently 20 guys were set to get their hair cut by some goddamn barber that uh, had uh, tested positive. They had close contact, including fucking Mahomes. Like, how reckless can you be, you idiots? You, got, you don't have your barber on protocol? Like, what the fuck are you doing? It's only the goddamn Super Bowl. Especially when you're sending the whole team to them. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I was I was blown away. The center or Kilgore or whatever, like, they pulled him away half half haircut, halfway through his haircut, and just, like, all the memes that came out of that shit. It's just like, this is what we're doing here, guys. It's Super Bowl 55. We've done it all year. You guys know the drill. What the hell are we doing here? So, Luke, I don't think you ever gave us an official prediction here, and that's what we're, that's what we're in the business of doing here is giving predictions. So I would I would beg for your prediction, please, sir. Uh, if you are going to bet the Bucks, I would I would do Bucks and the under because that's their only path to victory. I think um, you would take Bucks plus the three and the under and parlay that. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting a little you're wetting the beak. Yeah, but uh, honestly, I would probably just if I'm making a prediction, I'm taking the Chiefs and the points or taking the Chiefs. Laying the points, Laying the I points. should say. So is that the official prediction then, Luke? You're 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 middlemanning me right now. You're whittle, you're washing, you're uh, being a little wishy washy. What's the official prediction then? You're not giving me an official answer, please. No, I'm saying I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay, oh, right. but but if you choose if you choose path one and take the Bucks. Then just go ahead and bet the under too. The that's okay, I like it. I like it. You know, you, you gotta you gotta balance on both sides because uh, I think it is probably gonna be a clean sweep for all three of us with the Chiefs. So to make it interesting and just you know, the uh, the yin to the yang on the opposite side of the coin, I appreciate that perspective. So Luke is laying the three with the Chiefs, but for those of you listeners out there who are uh, feeling a little frisky, you want to what the beak, you want to sprinkle a little uh, parlay action on there. Um, you can, if you're interested in the bucks, maybe look into the under because that's, uh, that's going to be the way they, uh, that Luke thinks that the game is going to be won. So with that, Scotty, I will hand it over to you and give me your prediction. You also, I believe are taking the chiefs laying the three, right? Talk me through your sense there. Well, Luke's right. If you're going to hedge, like 
I've got several hundred units on the Chiefs right now. If you're going to hedge, the way to go is Tampa and the under probably. I mean, what what's their path to victory? They have like three or four seven-minute drives that end, you can't end in fucking field goals. I don't want any of this shit, coaches. Let's get this shit right. This is Super Bowl 55. You're playing the Chiefs. Do not kick field goals inside the tent. Which I don't think I don't think Arians is that kind of a pussy, and neither Jesus. is Andy Reid. Like I think there's going to be no. I don't know if there's a prop. We can maybe we can get into that to the next segment. You know, if there's a prop for like over under two field two and a half field goals kicked, I would take the like. There's not going to be any field goals. I feel like unless they're like on the fifty like, and it's fourth and twenty or something. Right. Like, like, I feel the, like I both the, these both these coaches are going to be going for it all day every day. But I, I don't know. That's just me. Go ahead, Scotty. The, the Chiefs will kick some, but I think if you get in the red zone, like I, I, I picture, and I do think this is probably going to happen once or twice. I'm just not sure they can do it the entire game. Like the Bucks are going to have a seven-minute drive, and they're going to be inside the 10, and they're going to have to go for it. Like, and they're right. going to need to convert some of those to win. Yeah, I that, that's, that's their path to victory. They, you can't kick field goals against the Chiefs. You're not going to win that way. I don't care how good your defense is. You're not – you are not going to consistently stop them. You're just not. Yep. Yep. I am. Uh, I am in agreement, and uh, I think it's going to be a clean sweep, as we talked about all year long. Uh, I we shied away from it from time to time when the Chiefs weren't able to cover over the last two months. Um, I got exposed last week when the Chiefs lit the tits of the off the Bills. Um, you know, I'm still. I don't know if I'm completely sold on the Chiefs yet just because of the Luke point that he pointed out with if the Bucks can play their game. They have played a little Jekyll and Hyde all year, but if they play their best game and the Chiefs slip up a little bit and Tom Brady's still got that Super Bowl magic, um, I'm going to come to a conclusion by the end of the episode here, but I'm still I'm on the I'm on the fence a little bit on whether I'm going to with the beak on the Bucks, But uh, um, what, what's, let's talk you through it. What's making you nervous, Brady? It is, man. I mean, the guy, he's, he's, at, he's the GOAT, obviously. He's been there. This will be his 10th time. And I think three points is kind of a lot. I mean, I think if they're going to lose, I, I think it's going to be a pretty close game. And the worst-case scenario, they're down they're down 10, and he gets some garbage time backdoor cover touchdown. You know what I mean? Like that, I feel like the backdoor uh, is, is wide open for a Tom Brady cover as in the, at the end of the game, whether or not they – make it you know within uh whether they make it a close game or not i feel like they, that the cover is, is always within grasp with brady in the super bowl and i feel like uh you know arians definitely obviously is not belichick so they the defense scheme um you give andy reed two weeks in a bye week because i know his record off the bye week is just incredible um and i, I know he's going to probably be able to account for their lack of offensive line depth and um, you know, do short, quick drops so that the Bucks defense uh, won't be able to get to them. But <clears throat> I don't know, man. I feel like it's going to be a really close game. And with that in mind, I guess I would, I would, I'm leaning on trying to take the points. But it's just like we, like you guys both talked about. It's just the Chiefs can turn it on whenever they want. They could score in seconds. Tyreek Hill can go for 75 yards, and he did in this game earlier in the season, as we talked about. Um, it's uh, it's just scary because they can they can turn it on whenever they want, you know, uh, a la the Clippers, as I know you like to make that comparison there, Scotty. So, um, I mean, 
here's what here's what sold it for me. Okay, so yes, Brady is the goat, right? We know what he's capable of, right? But this is Arian's first time in the Super Bowl. This is Byron Leftwich's first time in the Super Bowl. What do those two guys want to do? They have been encouraging Brady. Like this cost him two picks in the in the conference championship game. They want him to throw it down the field, right? So the Chiefs are going to take that away. They're going to make him throw it short, right? That's they're going to make them throw it short. They're probably going to make him run the ball. Would be my. So guess. I was going to say, is it is it going to be a playoff Lenny type of game? Then are we talking? Probably. About? I. I I want to say a little, uh, little Lenny. If if Ronald Jones is healthy, man, he's not terrible. Yeah. So I that that's my thing. Like, okay, so yes, Brady's the goat. But will Leftwich, will Arians be patient enough to keep taking the short, the short four yard completion, run the ball for four yards three times and get first downs and have the seven minute possessions, or will they call plays that encourage Brady to throw the ball down the field? If they do that, they're going to lose. Can they stay patient and take their shots when they have them and not like – in that Packers game, they took some uh, some unwarranted shots, especially later in that game, that they didn't need to take. Run the ball, right? That's the way you beat the Chiefs. You run the ball. You need Ronald Jones to be healthy, right? And you need to get some short passes middle of the field. And that's what I think the Chiefs are going to go up. They're not going to let Mike Evans and Godwin get it deep. Antonio Brown's not going to get things deep. No, they're not going to pull a fucking Packers and let Scotty Miller catch it for 47 yards in the half. That shit ain't happening. Yeah. Right? You're going to have to throw it short. And then on the defensive end, you're going to have to be disciplined on Mahomes and Hill. And I honestly, I don't know how you cover him because Kelsey is just always open. <laughs> I don't know why. I know. He's always open. It's unreal. I know we talked about it last week, and that, that could be a good segue into – you guys want to get into some some props? I, I got a couple that I already I already sprinkled on. I wet the beak on. Um, I got a couple of my eyes are on. Um, Scotty, we can we can touch into yours first. I can read them to you since you're on the road right now, and you can talk through them a little bit more if you uh, if you feel like that's uh, the way we want to go. Sure. All right, Luke. I'll give you a little more time to uh, to wet the beak and sprinkle some on on your end there too if you're interested. But uh, Scotty, we'll start off with with some of your props here. This one's an interesting one. Plus three seventy five for our listeners at home. Any field goal or, or extra point to hit the upright or crossbar. You think that uh, like you think they're going to be uh, hitting some bars and crossbars and uprights this week? If you're looking for it on your local sports book, it's called the Doink Special Classic. Uh, I'm just saying, Butker, I think he's missed two or three, and I can't remember the Tampa's uh, kicker, but he's also missed two or three. So, so not only missed, but doinked him? He doinked him and not missed him? They missed. They just missed. But I'm hoping for a doink. It's plus 375. I don't think the – I think those are good odds. And remember, we've had some doinks here in the – playoffs the last couple I years. I think Bucker actually did doink one in the playoffs. If I did remember. he last week? Okay, yeah. I can't remember. I just know he's missed two. I can't remember if he him doink. But I'm just saying I like it. It's the it's the Super Bowl, and I know there's not going to be very many people there, but it's still the Super Bowl. I'm just telling you, man, there's a chance I like the odds. 375. Okay. All right. So for those listeners at, at, uh, listening at home, you know, if you want to wet the beak, these are all just uh, ones we got our eye on. So uh, Bet with, bet with caution or, you know, bet with uh, reckless abandon. It's your choice, I guess, you know, as Rod Knox used to say. So, um, next one you got here, Scotty. Tom Brady over under uh, 0.5 INTs, minus 180. You think Brady's going to be, speaking of reckless abandon, you think he's going to be throwing it like he did all uh, 
all willy-nilly there in the Packers game and just throwing it up for grabs and uh, going to have a couple picks in the game? Or what do we think? I think the Chiefs are going to be selectively aggressive. Uh, and they're going to get Brady a couple times on the blitz. And he's going to throw a couple of them. I'm not saying they're going to pick him off, but he's going to give them a chance. He threw two the first time they played, I believe. Um, and, man, if you watch that game last week, the one blitz that the Packers ran where they actually blitzed him, and, man, he tossed that up like he was scared and they threw a pick. And then the other two where he was trying to take deep shots and weird shit happens, the ball gets tipped, uh, he's going to throw one. Yep, I got you. Luke, do you have any thoughts on these first couple parlays that Scotty's talking about? Do you have any ideas or any uh, any opinions? The uh... – the doink special is a little bit too out there for me. I don't know if I'll be down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the the Brady over on the interceptions. I think that's that's pretty much a lock, especially after what we saw last week and his uh, he's activated gunslinger mode and he definitely does not have the same arm he thinks he does. So I'm in on that one for sure. Okay. Last one you got listed here, Scotty, at plus one fifty. Patrick Mahomes, plus 300 yards, and Chiefs win. Uh, those are pretty good odds. I, I feel like if, um, you know, the Chiefs are obviously a passing team. They can Mahomes passes for 300 yards almost every game. And if you're in the camp of the Chiefs are going to win the game, then I feel like that's a good little mini parlay that you got for yourself there at plus 150. Um, talk us through anything else you think on that one. Yeah, I mean, the first game he threw for 467 yards or whatever the first time they played. I don't think he's going to get that high again. I think they're going to do a better job on Hill. But if you're going to take away Hill, you know what that means. Travis Kelsey's open. Um, he, I didn't put this on there as one of my locks, but I'm, I'm betting Kelsey. He's like – I think he's 94 and a half yards or something. This is over under right now. I'd, I'd be betting that. Yeah. Which, which is a good segue into my, my uh, couple props that I put in. In that same vein, um, I just went down Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown score because I feel like if yep. Mahomes is going to throw touchdowns, it's more likely going to be either Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Not the greatest odds just because it is he's probably the odds-on favorite to anyone to score a touchdown in this game. So I got him at minus 170. So I, I kind of felt pretty confident in that, uh, that he's going to be smart because I feel like he's just been on a tear of this playoff system and throughout the whole season. And, and like we've talked about, somehow he just is wide open in the middle of the field for 15, 20 yards. And if he's by the goal line, he still is somehow wide open sometimes. So I feel like he's a pretty sure bet uh, to be able to score in this game. I don't know if you guys have any uh, thoughts on Travis Kelsey with the – Yardage or scoring in this game, you think he's, he's bound to uh, to blow up? Luke, I'll start with you. Yeah, speaking as a Travis Kelsey fantasy owner, it was nice this year. You could always depend on him to outscore his projected total. Uh, so I think that's uh, a prudent bet. I will probably be doing that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what the uh, – and it's crazy. I mean, whatever sports book you go with, like as a, as a kind of a uh, – novice new wet the beat gambler in the last couple months the amount of prop bets that are on this game and i know it's kind of always been the case but especially with the using the apps and all these different states that make it legal now it's just i'm sure they're just flooding the market now with any kind and every kind of prop anything you probably want to 
you think that could possibly happen, I'm sure there's a, a bet out there for you. So these are just ones that have kind of caught our eye. Um, so I will keep moving on to the couple other ones that I that – Hold I, on. Okay, go ahead. If, if you want, um, I bet it earlier. I, I actually bet Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown and the Chiefs to win. That's plus 120 if you like those odds a little okay. better. Okay. Tyreek Ty Hill is plus 125 to score a touchdown and win. I also bet Daryl Williams to score a touchdown and the Chiefs to win. That's plus 375. I really yeah. like that one. Which, which leads me to my next, uh, my next prop bet that I did for myself at plus, plus 104. And I was kind of surprised by this, this line they set just because I feel like there is a lot of unknown about what is going to happen in the Chiefs' backfield, whether <laughs> Edwards Elaire is going to play a bulk of the snaps. I don't even know. Was Bell a, a healthy scratch last week, wasn't he? He didn't play. I think I don't know, but I yeah, got I got Daryl Williams at uh, over thirteen point five receiving yards. I feel like that's a pretty low number, and if they could just dump it down to him once and he he scats for ten or twelve yards and gets another one, I feel like that's uh, that was something that I, I felt pretty confident in. So I I put a, a few units on uh, on the over thirteen point five receiving yards for Daryl Williams. Kind of obscure, like I said, there's just about anything in every kind of bet you'd want to make on any player uh, within this game. So that I don't know what you guys think about uh, the Chiefs running back uh, picture they got going on now. I like that one. Text that one to me so I do it. Okay. All right. Luke, any thoughts? <clears throat> oh, man, I may be betting more money on this game than I thought because I kind of yeah, like that I, one. You mean welcome to the club. I didn't – I wasn't really – I wasn't really picturing that either, but then uh, – you know, some of these are just like, well, that's a fucking no-brainer. And then, obviously, of course, you know, Sunday at 10 p.m. rolls around. And like, what the fuck was I thinking? Daryl Williams isn't going to even play this game. So, <laughs> that's the life we live, you know. So, but uh, I just got a couple more here that I wanted to talk about. And then, Luke, you can uh, bring up any ones that you may have your eye on, whether or not you're going to wet the beak or not. Um, you're welcome to, uh, to talk about a few there for yours. Um, next one I have, and this one – I wasn't really sure on, but I felt like with the unknown of Antonio Brown, and I feel like Evans doesn't really rack up the yardage, but he scores touchdowns. So I went with the over for Chris Godwin for 73.5 yards. I feel like that if the Bucks are going to keep it close, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. I, I don't know. It's, it's, there's so many different ways this game can go. And that's why that we're in the business that we're in, you know, people gamble and they lose their money. And that's why Vegas bills can see casinos every other year. I feel like that they're going to have to pass the ball. I know we talked about how we think they're going to make, make them run the ball with playoff Lenny, but I feel like Brady's going to have to be Brady and throw the ball around a little bit. And I know Godwin is a pretty reliable receiver. He may not score the touchdown, but I feel like he's, he's one to, to rack up a 50-yard catch on one pass like we saw last week um, and be pretty consistent and get, you know, four to five catches and be right around that threshold. So I felt good about that. The odds aren't, aren't um, impressive, I guess, to say, but, uh, you know, minus 110. I just felt like it was uh, one where I feel like the Chiefs have a couple good corners that they're probably going to focus on Evans and they have one, you know, the other side of their corner I feel like is a little bit more uh, – of a liability that could be covering Godwin that I feel like Godwin could, uh, could take advantage of, uh, of, uh, of him and get that uh, over 73 and a half. So 
Any thoughts there, Scotty or Luke, on on Chris Godwin or the or the Bucks passing game for chance? Yeah, that I was think good. the other scenario, the other scenario you have going for you there is, you know, the Chiefs get out to a 14, 21 point lead, and yep. it's garbage time, and and Godwin's just racking up the yardage. So yep, that's that's kind of what I was thinking too, is that the Chiefs will be in the lead, and the Bucks are forced to throw. So. You know, they, they all sound good on paper the, the Wednesday night before the Super Bowl until you're fucking sitting there at 10 p.m. with your putt in your hand and you're just, uh, you know, that's why you uh, that's why you play the game there, Herm Edwards. Um, so last one for me, which, Luke, I'm with you. I didn't expect myself, you know, doing these random-ass prop bets, but uh, some of them just stared me right in the eye and I felt like they had to be uh, – had to be an over and this one especially and talk me through if I'm crazy here or if this is just like me stealing or if it's I'm like an insane person. So plus 146, Tom Brady, who is the king of quarterback sneaking and goal line runs over 0.5, less than a yard rushing. So all he has to do is run for one goddamn yard and you get plus 146. Am I crazy in thinking that he's going to hit that over? Like he can scramble, he can get a fourth and one and get the first down. Like how is that? Am I crazy in thinking that's that's way too easy of an over? No, you stole that one from me. I saw that one too. My only, my only thought, I saw that one too, and I was thinking, man, there's going to be a fourth and one, and he sneaks it, and then he's going to fucking kneel it at halftime and Oh, three yards. that's gonna cost. No. That was my thought. Don't tell. Oh my God! downs. I forgot about the kneel downs. Well, they're not. They shouldn't be in victory formation, right? I mean, I don't think that should be well, the case. But halftime could fuck like me. Halftime. Yeah, yeah. halftime. That was my thought. Uh, I didn't think it would happen again, but I thought, like, first half, he's gonna sneak one in. You're right. He's gonna score, and then after he's gonna kneel, and he's gonna be negative two yards. Damn it! <laughs> I completely forgot about the victory formation. Damn it! that's that that's where it comes in i guess you're right so anyways that was my that was my larger unit uh bet is thinking that tom brady is going to get more than one yard uh or half a yard of running so we'll see maybe he just, he scrambles and he gets a 10 yard you know first down run we can only hope and then that wouldn't be a problem at the end of the game but we'll uh we'll see that's all i got on my props here boys luke i'll hand it over to you did you take a look and see any ones that uh, you're willing to wet the beak on or you're uh, going to sprinkle a little bit on there, sir. Yeah, so you talked about the field goals, the over-under on field goals earlier, but I think with these two coaches, Arians and uh, Andy Reid, these guys are anti-punters. The, the over-under is six and a half, and it must have got a lot of action on the under because I was thinking that would be nice. Uh, the payouts only minus 143. So on punts, you said <laughs> minus six and a half punts. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, so you bet the under on that ten dollars gets you seventeen, or when you seven my, bucks. My only rebuttal to that, there, Luke, is that I feel like in mo more some of the recent Super Bowls, especially one that Tom Brady played in with that Rams game where it was 13-3, I feel like the first quarter. Teams are like a little too energetic and the offenses don't really click too much. And it's kind of a slow start. You know, you could really, really kind of screw yourself there with the two or three punts to start to, to start the game off. But 
you know, six and a half is still a lot. And like you said, those, those two coaches aren't really prone to punt the ball if it's any kind of um, way in their favor. So, you know, that's, that's an interesting line. I could, I could be, um, um, you know, I could be encouraged to, uh, to take that. If you convince, if you think it's the word I was looking for. If you think it's going to be a little weird early, Jen, there's a, there's a prop where um, both teams punt on their first possession, and it's pretty good. I thought it was like plus 300 or plus 400. I, didn't, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. If you're interested in that, I did see that. Hey, I can't believe you. Like, you have it's, any- just, it's just such – like any anything that you – like you can construe this whole – the way the game is going to play in your brain. You could bet right. every single aspect of it. And then right. the second it goes awry, then you're fucked. And it's just like that's the beauty and the – ugliness of the betting every single aspect of the Super Bowl. So that's what we're doing here. So that's a good one, Luke. I like it. I'll, uh, I'll look into it, but, uh, but then you're just, uh, I guess if you're re- taking the under, then you're rooting for, for offense and for scoring. So yep. um, I could be, I that's, could be convinced of that. So that's the thing with these props. You need to have a plan. You like you, you have to come up with the way the game's going to go in your head and you need to bet it. Yeah, if you're all over, you're not going to win any money. You may lose all your money. The age-old saying that hedging is for gardeners, you know, isn't that what they say? Yep. There you go. Luke, anything else that uh, tickles your fancy? Okay, let's talk about non-Mahomes MVPs here because he's obviously Mm. the odds-on favorite, minus 106. Okay. I would love to hear your your insight because I have have some thoughts here as well. So it's not terribly insightful, but obviously we saw Tyreek Hill go off against this team a couple weeks ago. He's paying out at 12 to one right now. So I kind of like that one. We'll probably be allocating a unit or two uh, in that direction. Um, Yeah. Odds relative to, you know, likelihood. I think I like that one the best. What, What does he have to do to win the MVP? How many touchdowns? Um, I would say probably at least two touchdowns and over 150 yards. Would it yeah, would it dismay you if I told you that just last year, playoff Damian, Damian Williams, had two touchdowns, had 104 yards rushing, had 29 yards receiving and four passes caught, <laughs> touchdowns total, 135 yards total, and didn't win the MVP, and they gave it to Patrick Mahomes. Would that dis- did that dissuade you at all? Because if if Tyreek Hill is going to be getting these yards, who's going to be throwing him the ball? And who's and who are the odds-on favorite? You know, the writers, these dumbasses, like we talked about last week, and how they get voter fatigue and they only focus on, you know, the the quarterbacks. It's a quarterback-driven league. I'm with you, Luke. I just feel like if Kelsey or Hill are going to go off. It's it's more likely going to be Mahomes because it's just like that's it's just too easy it's too easy that they, they might as well just give it to Mahomes if he's going to throw him the ball you know. Well, the case I was making was that voter fatigue. Well, you know he has the same same game he had last year, and they give it to one of his teammates. You know. Yeah, but he's the darling. I feel like you know everyone loves him. He's a five hundred million dollar man. Like he's like he. There's nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I just feel like it's it's. That's why the odds are in his favor is because anyone else could go off. It would take like a 
severe like a Tyron Matthew like pick six or like a 100 yard return for a touchdown type of thing or Miko Hardman you know punt return at the end of the game or something to sway to sway the game to like get it outside of a, a quarterback's uh, MVP race in my eyes you know I think I think Hill could get it but he's gonna have to do it like he needs like the hundred and 115 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown, and then he needs like a 70-yard end-around run. You know what I mean? Like, so it it's not take, Mahomes. It would take like a Desmond Howard type play, like a signature play. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just like everyone's just like so, holy shit, like breaks the yeah. internet type of play. Starts the for, game off with a 70-yard end-around run, yeah. and then continues it on and beats ass. You right. I mean, right. Because I'm with you, Luke. I, I feel like there's good value in some of those guys. But, you know, and a lot of the things that I've seen, it's just like the quarterbacks are always just going to be the odds on favorite, whether it's Brady or whether it's Mahomes. I feel like whether, whatever team wins, they're going to be the, the guys that are probably going to get them there because they're the, the, the ones that distribute the ball and it's an offensive driven league. You know, unless, you know, JPP goes off and has four sacks and, you know, has the sack that seals the game and gets a strip sack or something like that like when Von Miller won a couple of years ago, it's just such a hard, it's hard to predict. And that's why their odds are in their, in their favor to, you know, they're so high, I guess, but uh, I'm with you. It's just, um, you know, with, we got about a minute left in the episode. Um, I don't know. There, other than the MVP, I guess, Luke, is there any, any last words, I guess you think on, on anything Super Bowl? Uh, I'd go purple or blue Gatorade because it's totally <laughs> random. You don't and, think they're uh, going to go clear? Maybe water? You don't think clear water maybe could, could be the in the picture? I feel like it's like even odds and the, wow. the blue or purple is like plus 800. So there you go. All right. Scotty, how about you? I mean, I can't believe we didn't mention it. What about the old school Gronk to Brady or Brady to Gronk? Yeah. Plus 225 could... anytime. What's uh, – yeah, and I think Gronk's over-under for yardage is pretty low too. So that could – he could re uh, reignite the uh, – the old connection there. Um, but with that, boys, we'll have to wrap it up here. I appreciate it. Good luck to you guys. Um, and I think we got to go – tails never fails, right, at least on the on the coin toss. Is that where <laughs> – the age-old Adam, right? Oh, my. Right? Sure. There it is. All right, boys. Good luck. We'll talk to you uh, next time. Later. All right. Have a good one. Thank you.